0: Right, before I start my tale, let me get the popular joke out of the way. The most common question I am asked is, What's it like to be dead? (laughs) And my truthful response is always one word. Profitable. (laughs) Well, anyway, having got that out of the way, let me tell you my story. Oh, no, actually, I hear you already shouting, No, 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 we know it already. Hmm. Well, maybe. But the story has grown in the telling. So I want to tell you the facts from my perspective so that you can make up your own mind. Am I a villain or just a practical joker who went too far? You? You be my judge. Now, come on. Don't mock me. This is a grave matter. Ah, Why did I say that? Even I'm talking in puns now. Look, look. Let's get back to basics. The point is that unless you have been living on another planet, you will already know what you think is the truth. Or at least, uh, what you are told is fact. The tabloid press, I'll be honest, has had a field day with me. Lots of fun-filled stories with headlines like Corpse Attends His Own Funeral Shock and Killer From Beyond the Grave Or the one I like from the Daily Mail. You can't keep a good corpse down. (laughs) All good fun. Anyway, let me cut through the daft sensationalism and tell you what actually happened. Basically, it was just a prank that went wrong. Right, well, first up, me. (laughs) Yeah, my favourite subject. Uh, Okay, I'm a simple guy, no job, living off benefits and despised by my nearest and dearest and so-called... Yes, friends. No commitments, no family, too few friends at that, and OK, I confess, in the eyes of society, a waster. What stuck in my gullier, though, is that my relatives did not care a monkeys about me. Being a nobody, no house, no wage, no social standing, meant that I became the proverbial element in the room, in my family circles, an invisible non-person. Yeah, yeah, that actually hurt. They didn't know if I was alive or dead in their cosy, middle-class lives. They didn't care either way. And so, here my story really starts. Yes, are you ready? I decided to teach my ghastly relatives a lesson. Uh, Childish, I know. But if they wanted to airbrush me out of their lives, then I wanted... Revenge. So, I decided to invite them to my funeral. A, a mock-up one, of course, but weird or what, eh? What a fantastic idea. The logic was that my death would be the only way to jolt them out of their apathy about me. Uh, get them together and show me respect in the final farewell. Yeah, I, I, I know, it was wrong. Silly stunt. Tasteless too, probably. Yeah, but, but bear with me. Pretending to be an undertaker, using a mocked-up letterhead, I wrote to all my family, inviting them to attend my funeral in three weeks' time. Uh, fortunately, my family had a burial plot at the local cemetery, so it was easy to book a gravedigger to open up my final resting place on the allotted day. Finally, I booked a hearse for me to drive. I didn't go to the extent of buying a coffin, No, 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 that would have been really bad taste, but the idea was that I would drive up to the cemetery where my grieving loved ones would be clustered, standing over an open grave, then jump out of the hearse and say something like, Ha ha ha, ha ha ha, this is the only way I could get your notice to come and see me. (laughs) Well, I know, as I say, it was bad taste, but I, I, I I can see the point. And I do look back. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing their shocked faces. (laughs) Anyway, having made the arrangements, I went on holiday. Ah, I've never enjoyed a trip so much. Each day I savoured my coming burial. Hmm... Other holidays, holidaymakers must have thought I was a bit simple, as I could not stop smiling and a silly grin on my face all the time. Well, I thought it would be funny, but uh, well, looking back, maybe I'd failed to think the whole plan through. Anyway, at last the big day arrived and I dressed up in a formal black-tailed coat, top hat, you know, the full works really looking the part as I drove ever so slowly and dignified into the cemetery to the family plot. But all I could see when I arrived was a scrubby-looking grave digger standing by a recently dug grave, fag in hand, leaning on his shovel. He looked bored out of his mind. good man, uh, where, where, where is everybody?
1: Good man. <laughs> Never been called out before, rather like it.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Look, look. Can, you, can you tell me where everyone's gone?
1: Worked here 15 years and unaware of any of them here have moved anywhere. I've often wondered why there's a wall around the cemetery. Those on the outside don't want to come in, and those on the inside can't get out. What are you prattling on about? I thought I was answering your question, squire. I was referring to the living... Then it's just you and I. Otherwise, pretty dead around here. <laughs> Bit of a, a joke, that. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 my good man, I ask again. Has anyone visited this grave you've just dug at my expense? Oh, some snooty woman stopped by ten minutes ago. Post Posh car. <laughs> Obviously thought she owned the cemetery, the way she walked, talked down to me.
0: Uh, yeah, let, me let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Uh, blonde, blonde hair, tall, tall with glasses. Ah, that's her. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, great. That would be my sister,
1: Mabel. <laughs> You're right, she thinks she's God's gift, that woman. <laughs> Certainly a legend in her own mind. Hang on, you said you paid for the grave to be dug. Who were you, squire? Uh, me? Oh yeah, Um. well I'm, uh, uh Bathnot Jones. Aren't you the geezer I'm supposed to be burying today? Uh well, uh yes yeah, yes. well yeah. knock me down with a gravedigger spade. <laughs> Never had a corpse drive up to his own funeral, a nurse. Well <coughs> very funny. Well as you can see, I'm still on this mortal coil, although I'm to be honest, I'm quickly losing the will to live. So why are you driving a hearse? I know times are hard, <laughs> but it comes to something when mm. dead have to drive themselves to their own grave.
0: Yeah, very droll. Look, 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 my good man, it's all too complicated to explain. Just tell me, where has Mabel gone? Don't know,
1: don't care. Probably gone to find somewhere with a bit more life. (laughs) We've got to give credit you, squire. You really believe in planning in advance, don't you? What What are you going on about now? You know, most people wait for someone to die before digging a grave. Nothing like planning in advance.
0: Oh, for goodness sake, do my head in. Look, this is ridiculous. It's just so disappointing. Well,
1: Join the club. Took me ages to dig your bloody grave. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'm right. grateful. ungrateful.
0: Oh, for goodness sake.
1: I'll pay you, all right? I'll pay you as agreed. Better add. Come on, don't rush off. At least try it out for size, mate. See if it suits you. You'll have one less thing to worry about when the time comes.
0: <laughs> look, very funny, I don't think. Look, look, I've got
1: to go. Are you sure,
0: are you sure Mabel didn't say where
1: she was going? Nope. No, though, I've got a conversation on a mobile. Something about joining her husband at the wake in 15 minutes. I think she said it was at the Lincoln. Uh, hey, on, oh, the Lincoln, the Lincoln, the Lincoln. I oh, know, the Lincoln Hotel. Look, I know it. I must go. I'm off. Here, yeah, last chance. Try so out your grave for size. Oh, it's not one size fits all. Oh, how
0: about that? The miserable sods can't be bothered to come to my funeral. Might have known it. I will teach them. I will teach them. Anyway, to cut a long story short and quickly run through what happened next, you will know most of it from the media, but here is my side of this sad tale. I drove to the hotel, and to be discreet, parked around the back. I recognised many of the cars in the car park, so it was obviously the right place. But come on, celebrating my life with a lavish hotel booze-up without even coming to the funeral, it made me even more angry. I decided I would rain on their parade. But as I got out of the hearse in the back of this uh, car park, Mabel came round the corner, presumably for a crafty fag. Our eyes met, her mouth opened in a silent scream, and she crumpled to the ground. I rushed over, and she had obviously fainted. I was kneeling over, trying to revive her, when I heard Mabel's name being called. Uh, It was my fat brother-in-law waddling around the corner. He he saw me, dressed up in a black frock coat and a top hat, crouched over his wife. Uh, No scythe, but otherwise I must have looked like the grim reaper. All I remember, he went as white as a sheet, cried out, Ah, ah but, oh, and fell to the ground, clutching his chest. I ran over, I ran over, but, but, but he was dead. No doubt about it. Must must have been a sudden heart attack. Uh, uh, looking back, <coughs> for the first few seconds, all I could think was that at least my grave hadn't been dug in vain. Then, then panic set in. What was I to do? What what would you have done? This was not looking good for me. I was scared another family member would appear round the corner. Horror of horrors. A car parked full of bodies. I had to act fast. Uh, my initial idea was to bundle them both into the back of the hearse and drive off. But, but then what? What good would that do? In the end, I decided to dial 999 for an ambulance and then drive off before it arrived. I can say this for certain, when I sped off, Maple uh, was still unconscious. Uh, w- when she came round and found her husband dead by her side, uh, it is likely, well it was hopefully true, th- that she would be so distressed as to forget she had seen me. Anyway, who would believe her anyway? E- either way, her-, her husband would be telling no tales, so I don't know, I felt as though I was in the clear. So, that's what happened returned the hearse to the vehicle hire company, went home, and oh, how I prayed the whole thing would blow over, hid at home. Uh Uh-oh, but on the second evening,
1: the TV news blared out. And now for a truly spine-tingling story. Reports are coming in that a funeral reception at the Lincoln Hotel was visited by the man who had died. Onlookers claim the deceased looked like the Grim Reaper, Such was the shock of seeing the apparition that one male guest died of a suspected heart attack and a woman is being sedated in hospital. All that she would say to the paramedics was that her dead brother had risen from the grave. Inquiries at the cemetery confirmed a grave had been dug that same day, but bizarrely never used. Police are making inquiries, but it's uncertain what crime, if any, has been committed. All they would say was that the man's death was suspicious, and manslaughter had not been ruled out.
0: Yeah. Of course, such a wonderful offbeat human interest story was the bread and butter of the media. They loved it. And inevitably, journalists tracked me down, camped outside my home, awaiting for the world's first live interview with a dead person. All wanted to be the first spooksman to report the story. Oh, yeah... Right, even my gravedigger got in on the act. In one radio interview he said, Horrible,
1: it were horrible. I felt the ears on the back of my hand stand on end. There I was face to face with a walking corpse. I stood between it and its open grave. Even now I can't sleep at night.
0: Yeah, right, it'd been a great mistake speaking to that idiot. Maybe maybe I should have been offended by such nonsense, but the truth is I revelled in my notoriety, and as they say, the rest is history. I always tell the truth, well, embellishing a tad, but I resisted any talks of ghouls and black magic inferences and disassociated myself from the storyline associated with reincarnation, the macabre or the devil. If the media wanted to betray me as a real-life ghost, so be it. But this ghost is going to be a happy one. Uh, why shouldn't a ghost grin a lot? Which is how I earn the nickname, the Grin Reaper. Fun and gravitas are my persona, which is I why I always smile <laughs> and speak in a slow, gravely voice. I think it's becoming for an apparition of my status. I was being paid a fortune to appear on TV news and now the news hullabaloo has died down. I'm still ranked as the number one must-have guest on talk shows. As you will know, I have gone on to corner the market as a stand-up comic or a deadpan comic as billed and am paid just to appear at parties. In fact, continue to make a fortune just to stand in the corner of a function room leaning on a scythe and saying nothing. Oh, the kids love it. And the debate of whether I'm demeaning death or putting it into perspective rages on. Psychologists, sociologists and lots of other ologists stand up for me on the grounds that I'm humanising the inevitable, poking fun at sad fact of life. Is a comfort blanket for many. In contrast, Poe faced religious leaders continue to line up to attack me on the grounds that I'm being disrespectful to the dead and hurtful to the bereaved. I've never understood why churches think they have a monopoly on dictating death protocol. <laughs> In any case, what's the difference between having an upbeat, fun song at a funeral or a happy look-alike spectre? Whoever is right matters not, as the controversy is brilliant publicity, and next Halloween I'm having to employ 72 actors to be lookalike Grin Reapers at parties. Uh, and what steampunk festival is now complete without me as the guest of honour? As for my family, well, they've disowned me. Won't even speak to me on the grounds that they don't believe in séances. Huh, yeah. Very droll, I don't think. As for me, guess I'm stuck in the ultimate dead-end job. Still, there is one perk. When Mabel received the invite to my funeral, she was in such a hurry to get her grubby paws on my non-existent assets that she registered my death. It's now official. Now, a little known fact is that once you are pronounced dead in the eyes of the law, there is no mechanism for reversing the decision. As far as the tax office is concerned, I'm now beyond its clutches. My earnings are tax-free. Now, that is something worth dying for, don't you think? So, you see why I started off my story saying that being dead is very profitable. Though, well, okay, I can see one minor barrier for you lesser mortals to benefit from this tax loophole. Hmm, sorry. My only advice is to treat each day as your last. One day you'll be right.